Hey guys, welcome back again to the Cut Light and Smoke podcast presented by Zeal Cigars, CigarSoapbox.com, and of course, coming to you live from the Huddle Up Store studio. And I am telling you what, I can't wait to tell you more about the Huddle Up Store studios in a little bit when I have my guest Dave in, who actually owns it, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be great. Uh, Dave's a good buddy of mine, very appreciative for uh, his sponsorship of the show, and uh, we got a, we got a live one on today, JB, right? D- Dave's not here, man. Dave's not, he's going to say it again. Dave's not here, man. Dave's not here, so... Uh, I got to watch more Cheech and Chong, evidently. So uh, last night, it, it's it's great because this is this is something that's very very spur of the moment, and uh, some of our podcasts are like that. Some are you know, some of the best out. ones are if they really are. And uh, it was so last night I was I was closing the shop, and uh, a young man came in, and he goes, I don't know if you remember me, but I was here three years ago. And I did remember him, and uh, we had a great conversation. It was wonderful. And uh, he's an Orthodox Jew, and we were talking. We were talking back and forth, you know, theology, Bible stuff like that. And uh, we're just asking questions. It was a great conversation, phenomenal conversation. I went home, and uh, I was just beaming. My wife goes, "What's going on?" I'm like, "I just had a great conversation." One of the most important things that he said to me that I thought was really, really cool. Where he's from? He's from the Bronx, New York. We have him on the he's show today. The Bronx. The Bronx. Actually, right, right. actually, I'm just to clear that up. Yeah. I'm from Borough Park. Borough Park. Okay. Borough Park. It's, okay. It's like the. Orthodox hub, one of the Orthodox hubs yeah, in, okay. in, in, in Brooklyn. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay, in a bit. okay, okay, okay. So, uh, Ifrim is here, obviously. He made himself known. And uh, <laughs> we're, uh, what, what's, what's incredible is, is in our conversation, my, he, he said something to me. I was, I, was, I was getting done. I thought he left. I, I closed the shop. I got on my bike. And he goes, uh, or before he left, he said something to me just really. Once in a while, you, you hear things from people that really make you think, okay, it, it's worth it. It is. And I, I feel like we hear that from a lot of people. A lot of people call in. A lot of people um, send us emails and everything like, hey, man, we really appreciate the content you put out. Really appreciate what you do and everything else like that. Really appreciate you being unashamed of who you are and your Christian faith, things like that. And uh, and, and just and, and some of the best conversations we have are guys say, you know, I just came here on vacation and you were a stop I had to come to because I love just having conversations with you. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And so Ifram came in yesterday. We were talking about him and stuff. And he said, you know, where I'm from, this just doesn't happen. It's, it's hard to have just a good conversation over a cigar. Hmm. You know, it really is. And, uh, and because of the laws and everything in New York and everything. And I was like, thank you, man. And he was like, he was like, no problem. I just want you to know. It just, it just means a lot that you're here and we can talk. And he said, I'm going to be here all week. So I'll, I'll come back. And, you know, I, I expect to see you like five o'clock or something like that, <laughs> you know, tomorrow. And uh, he walked in this morning. I'm like, I'm getting that guy on a podcast right now, you know, trying to see if we can get some, uh, some content from him. So, uh, but uh, Ephraim is, is here. What's your last name? Uh, Friedman. Uh, Friedman, Ephraim, Friedman, Friedman, Ephraim Friedman uh, from uh, New York. And so we're going to have a great conversation about uh, smoking laws in New York, being a, a Orthodox Jew, right? Orthodox Jew. Yes, correct. Um, and the differences and stuff like that. And uh, I also wanted to, to say what we're smoking today, because this is kind of cool. We're smoking some new cigars today. And so Ephraim, tell us what you're smoking first. What are you smoking? So I'm smoking a King's Comeback Toro, as oh, uh, JB oh. likes to call it, the uh, Spice Cream's older brother. Oh, all right. Okay, okay. All right, all right, um, all right. Before I continue, I just want to make uh, make it very clear to the to the whole crowd out there that I am not a cigar professional. You guys <laughs> got two cigar pros over here. Yeah, uh, you yeah, got yeah. JB and Bradley and all that. Um, I I just really really enjoy it, just from a flavor pro, uh, point of view, and just a good thing to uh, you know relax with and chill. Um, we're gonna be talking about religion, I guess. So yeah. um, I just want to you know. Let everyone know I'm not a rabbi. Okay. I'm not a preacher or anything <laughs> right. like that. All right. Right, right, so right, right. What you hear, do whatever you want with the information. Sure, sure. Don't sure. take it as face value. We have yeah. a saying, yeah. uh, ask your local Orthodox rabbi. Uh-huh. So it's like L O R when okay. you have a when you <laughs> when you have a question. So like this is just, you know, like good conversation about 
opinions, theories, and like sure, different, sure, you know, sure, sure. Arizona, like you come here, it's it's yeah, you, like you come to the to the West Coast, you see the mm-hmm. palm trees and everything like that. So mm-hmm. you're like, every, it's not all the same. You got different areas, whole bunch of different communities, right, and everything right, like that. Right, right. Um, and it's just good to you know be able to see that after all, we all have you know a heart that's beating and things like that. Absolutely. We have things that we can relate to, absolutely. Um, and have conversation about. And yeah, it's like um, uh, thanks for the great introduction. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's a really it's a real pr- um pleasure. Um, coming here uh, to see this place, it's it, it, it's like sort of like a little like oasis. You know? Yeah, yeah, okay. Like it's it, it's a it's a spot where you know the person cares about it. You're not just selling other people cigars and a whole bunch of other products. It's like a, it's, right. it's, it's 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 a lifestyle. It's part it of you know part 100%. of identity, who you are, what mm-hmm. you do. Um, and that's something like like yeah, like you said, it's really to be appreciated in people. Authenticity. Mm-hmm. Like you are who you are. You're not afraid about you know. This is who I am. This is what I. This is what I come with. You mm-hmm. like it, good. You don't. It's also fine. We don't mm-hmm. have to you know agree about everything. or like everything. Sure. You know, sure, you just sure. you know find common <laughs> ground or not. You know. <laughs> I, I always say if you agree with everything everybody says, you're probably in a cult. You know, at that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? What's the famous saying? If you stand for nothing, you'll fall for fall everything. For every, exactly. You know? Exactly. You, exactly. Ha- you have to have some sort of yeah. you know backbone. Well, it's it's interesting because we. You know, playing off our conversation last night. So we we were we were talking a little bit uh, last night, and uh, so you're smoking the King's Comeback uh, right. box press Toro, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm smoking the I'm smoking something from Sinistro. It's a brand new cigar, newer to their portfolio. It's called the Year of the Cowboy. I'm smoking the Connecticut Justin, uh, who's who's not the, at the board right now, but he, he went out to help a customer. He's actually smoking the Maduro version. I'm going to tell you real quick, just off off the rip. Um, it's a very good cigar. It's not something that is just a bland Connecticut. It's got a ton, a ton of flavor, spice, wood, cream, and it's got, it's got, it's got like a, a certain baker spice on there that I haven't tried in many cigars that I, that I get off the retro hail, which is really kind of cool. And I really do enjoy it. So it's the year of cowboy by uh Sinistro. It's got a nice little band on it. It's got the cowboy, logo on there it's got an orange kind of a you know a, i guess a, a little uh, something at the bottom of the cowboy i'm not sure what that is uh but i'm, I'm sure i can find out later on so but let, let's dive into it so so a little bit of background on you you're you're from you're from new york uh Correct. the bronx uh area right there and so and so you were, were you born and raised in new york okay so i was born and raised in borough park borough park in brooklyn okay. new york okay it's i would say Okay, people like New York's New York, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's like probably half hour from the Bronx, depending on traffic. Like New York, you know, just to get out of my neighborhood, the next block could take you like uh, any any weekday, probably like half hour just to get onto a road to get somewhere. Oh wow! Just to get like the local, yeah, it's it's very very different. Um, okay, like the um, let's say in Arizona over here, you have on a regular that's if you have fifty five mile an hour road, mm-hmm. yeah, it's because it has three lanes. Right, in New right, York, right, right, right three lanes is probably an exp- um, a through the, let's say, even like the Palisade, which is pretty popular, mm-hmm. is two lanes or whatever it is and 55 miles an hour. Over here, that's your regular, you know, oh, yeah. basically street um, situation. Yeah. And also, you don't stack them high over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, like everything's low. Everything is, you know, yeah. one level, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, in New York, everything is stacked. So yeah. it's 3D. Yeah. Um, so you never have enough parking, you never have enough everything because it's not set up, you know, ratio wise like, how how is the i imagine the pricing there is completely different as far as like <laughs> the cost of living and everything else like that i mean new york's cost of living from what i understand is triple the national average um correct you have you have many factors that contribute to that um 
basically for the price of an average house in Brooklyn, you're paying anything. I don't think you could find anything for under a mil. Oh, you're wow. You're talking about small. Uh, yeah, like a dump in New York. A dump, literally a dump. Oh, wow. Um, and that's that's including, you know, with with the with inflation and, and the crash that's coming in, 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 in the real estate industry. Mm-hmm. Still, New York is oh, still wow. expensive. Again, you can get... Rents that used to be ten thousand dollars a month, probably for eight or seven thousand dollars or whatever it is, like in between COVID prices and now, mm-hmm. and, and regular, you know, uh, mainstream prices. But it's still very, very, very expensive. So, and wow. like just starting off, if you uh, if you're a young uh, individual and you mm. need to pay rent, um, you're looking at a thousand dollars a month in rent just for like a one bedroom kind of situation somewhere in that neighborhood. Again, some people might find more or less, whatever it is, depending mm-hmm. on the neighborhood, um, and then. Besides that, you got like taxes up the wazoo. So you right, know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. Um, it's it's again. People will also say that um, certain things are cheaper. Like, no, sorry, you make more money over there. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. How much more? You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Well, when, it's, when everything's more expensive, <laughs> that's my daughter, my oldest daughter. She's uh, twenty, uh, gonna be twenty three. Her name's Savannah. She ended up moving from Phoenix. She got married, and they yeah, I remember that. Yeah, they ended up. Do you want to talk about it? The yeah, time uh, that the. Um, <laughs> yeah, that I cried like a baby. Yeah, it was, it was great. Uh, the uh, thanks for remembering that. The, uh, the My you know it was uh, they, they moved to Tennessee because the cost of living here. So they were they were living in a one bedroom apartment here uh, as a couple, and they maybe had a small den, and it was about fifteen hundred dollars a month. Oh, and wow. and they were just like, I it's I mean, we can buy, and they bought a house immediately in Tennessee. I mean, within a month of living there. You know, just by nature of the fact it was so much cheaper there. So I understand. I mean, in Phoenix, we can understand a little bit of the cost of living thing because we are, uh, as far as the, every state is concerned, every city is concerned, Phoenix area, Phoenix metro, which includes Scottsdale and Mesa and everybody else like that, has the highest inflation rate of any city. So we do have, we have seen things like, I mean, our cigars, I mean, our house, our house brands in particular have stayed I call somewhat it the same. California inflation uh, is exactly versus what it is. Count of Californication. <laughs> yeah, it's California inflation. Yeah, so all the Californians. <laughs> Thanks, moved Red here. Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, and uh, they, they they screwed up some of our stuff here, and not every Californian, but a lot, a lot of them did. Um, but the, so it, it, any anyways, what ends up happening? Um, uh, we see the inflation and stuff happening here, and we're trying to, you know, we're 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 doing the, what we can. Particularly here in, in cigars, I expect cigars to go up twenty five to about thirty five percent in the next two to three years. Ooh, you know, as far whoa. as the cost is concerned, keeping our cigars down. You know, our, our Zeal House brands keeping our cigars down around the, you know, five to seven to eight dollar limit might have to go up to like six to six to nine, depending on how that works out as far as you know inflation goes and how the manufacturers are charging us money. We're trying to keep it as low as what we possibly can, um, but there's a, there's a sense of where you know we we all see that that coming and i really hope that the crash that that we think is going to happen with the real estate market doesn't hit like it did in 2008 because if mm. it does uh it's it, i don't know i mean first i don't know how we recover from that i hope we don't get anywhere near that mm-hmm. you know to where it was before and i think a lot of it had to do with subprimes and some other things that were were done in policies back in the, back in the day hopefully we don't have too much of that happening and everyone can stay in a house and Get a house and a place to live and everything, but uh, I, I digress though. So cause let's get, let's go on to our, our conversation last night if we can. So all right, so we're gonna get into that conversation. Yeah, pretty much like this. Is okay, that I get what you're saying about the cost. Oh yeah, going go up ahead. because I'm in the kosher food industry. So oh, that's right. Okay, kosher, that's right. Yeah, yeah, the kosher meat business. Okay, um, okay. in general, I'll the, tell the people what you do for a living. So again, I didn't I'm, think I'm, I knew that. I, I'm I'm a chef. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm in the food industry. Mm-hmm. Um. 
the food industry is a complicated industry for itself. It's uh, depending where you are. Your margins aren't too crazy in general. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, you're looking at, you know, your, your percentages are a lot smaller. If you're doing fast food, you're looking at like pennies on dollars and situations like that. If you're mm-hmm. doing high end, it's a little better, but still complicated. Um, now, kosher food is always more expensive because we cannot commercialize it the way that it's generally commercialized. So, okay. so certain items kosher will be the same price. Um, Actually, let's take a step back to clarify a very big misunderstanding over here. Mm-hmm. Kosher, uh, in general, does not have anything to do with rabbis blessing anything. Okay, let me tell you this. Okay. If what, I what could, does kosher mean? Yes. Define that for us. Define it. So if I can get away with the rabbi blessing the food and making it kosher, yeah. <laughs> be I would be a payroll. rabbi tomorrow, <laughs> yeah, and I would be right. eating everything. Right, right, right. right. But Respect. That's, not, that's, not, that's, not, that's not how it's done. Kosher is basically we go by the uh, biblical rules of what you are and, and, and are and what you're not allowed to eat. So okay. um, we do not eat any pork whatsoever or okay. shellfish. That's straight off the, straight okay. off the, straight off the bat. Okay. We don't eat that. We don't mix meat and dairy. Okay. We wait, like some people wait three hours, six hours, depending on customs, between eating beef and dairy. Between mm-hmm. dairy and meat, we wait like half hour, rinse your mouth, whatever it is. Okay. It's fine. Um, there's different so you, you, can, you couldn't have a cheeseburger? Correct, non-existent. So if you see a a cheeseburger on a kosher menu, it means either two things. Either it's not an orthodox kosher place or it's like Jewish style, like a Jewish style deli. You'll have those all over, like Katz's is not kosher. Mm. But it's the most famous Jewish deli, right? Right, 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 right. Um, And they'll sell Rubens and stuff like that. Sure, sure. Um, And then another thing is we don't eat like bugs. That's another thing. No, like we wash all our vegetables and whatever it is really well and lettuce and things like that. We do not eat any, um, even they're tiny. Right, we right, don't eat right. any of those. So let's say certain candies we won't eat because they have use the red uh, dye that's made out of like the beetles, the cactus beetles that are used for coloring. I don't, I don't know, know about that. this. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> right. So they got like, you know, like cigar beetles. Yeah, I've heard cigar beetles. Yeah. All right. So you got a simple thing like cactus beetles. It's oh, been okay. used in uh, Mexico and South America for thousands of years or whatever okay. it is. Um, they're a bunch of beetles and they sort of get pressed it's not to be uh, gory over here, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And they have this extremely expensive dye that's used in a lot, a lot of foods and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so that's why every kosher product has uh, rabbinical supervision to make sure that it was made to, to code, sort of, okay. to made to law. Okay. Um, all the animals have to get slaughtered in mm. a very specific kind of manner. Like okay. the knife has to be extremely sharp. It has to be checked. There's no nicks whatsoever on the knife. It has to be microscopically almost smooth. Like wow, okay. Really, really smooth. Like the point is that no nick should grab onto the animal in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, clean as kill possible. And, and mm-hmm. you want instant cut. It has to be cut in specific to arteries that will make sure the animal bleeds out and there's no circulation to the brain. So people hmm. say the animal can feel pain. Impossible because the brain is no longer bloodly connected mm-hmm. to the rest of the body. Right, okay. So the nerves are still active as usual. Sure, it sure, is. sure. But yeah, so kosher meat is more expensive because we need to have it slaughtered. If the mm. animal wasn't healthy and can live 12 months past from when you're slaughtering it, so if we open up the animal, we find a ruptured lung or anything like that, we won't eat the animal. Okay. And they get inspected, each animal. So your okay. prices, I don't know what you're paying for, let's say, let's say USDA choice ribeye over here. Okay, I just had one the other day. I I, I got this 20, $26, $30. Yeah. A pound? Uh, probably, yeah, somewhere in there. Okay, so that's for the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's, okay. it's USDA. Yeah, yeah. It's so prime, culture, prime so, select. Yeah. So, so now the thing is, after COVID, the mm-hmm. prices have sort of evened out because okay. commercial 
non even non-kosher just everything commercial became expensive because they mm-hmm. messed up the things and what you have and whatnot with chicken flus we don't really have that that much in the kosher industry because we use healthier chickens okay for the most part yes it does affect us and also we slaughter in our own slaughterhouses okay so let's say if McCain, if like one of the big boys yeah go get out of uh, our, our out of turkeys or chickens or whatever it is it mm-hmm. doesn't really have anything to do with us because mm-hmm. we're not using them it's sort of like mm-hmm. if you're using local if you're eating local you sort mm-hmm. of also have that benefit of it doesn't depend on the big chains out there mm-hmm. um so in the kosher industry we've seen a lot of prices go up and the prices were expensive already beforehand you're talking about families large families over here right, you know, right, people right. have six i'm the oldest of 10 kids you know what i'm saying oh wow yeah, okay yeah. yeah so we got we got we got a lot of people yeah um how old are how old are you I'm 22. 22. I'm okay, yeah. 23 now. Okay. Um, so, again, just to put this into perspective, like I said, I'm not a rabbi or anything like sure, that. Sure, so, sure, sure. You know, um, take it, take it, take it with a grain of salt, low pepper, right. if you like whatever you right. feel like it, cream <laughs> of sugar. <laughs> and as far as what you were saying about the Californiafication going on over here, yeah. yeah, the CDC is looking at it for infectious diseases. It's getting catchy. Texas has also got some of it coming their way, and everyone else is getting a little bit of it. Okay. Um, but okay. we're hoping that the same that the the environment that you have over here gets a little catchy to Brooklyn and to New York. Mm-hmm. People are like, it's slowly the environment is changing a little bit. People mm-hmm. are slowly getting more and more frustrated. And they don't really like it. Uh-huh. Like we we're talking about before about gun laws and stuff like that are changing sure. a lot in the area but you wanted to go back to orthodox judaism well we can stay no we can stay here because i want to ask some other questions about, about about new york in particular and what go you're ahead. talking about sure. so we'll, we'll get there don't worry it's a long it's a long <laughs> podcast um the uh so with, with with the kosher stuff that you do mm-hmm. you can have so you can have meat you can have dairy you can't have them together mm-hmm. uh or if you do you have you have one like you can have a steak dinner and you can have wine with cheese later or before within hours of. So apart. if you have if you have a steak dinner, you're probably not having cheese and wine in the foreseeable three to six hours at least. Okay. So you're not saying no cheese and wine before the steak dinner? You could do that, but then you got to wait. How long do you have to wait? Like, but so the thing is, cheese is interesting. Some people on aged cheese wait as long as meat. So I'll go. The main reason is is because it stays in your system. Okay. So, um. Like beef will get stuck in your teeth or whatever it is and not mm-hmm. fully degrade in your mouth till sure. it's no longer beef for a couple of hours. Sure, sure. Um, also, it stays like in your stomach till it processes it. Beef takes quite some more time than dairy or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But something that also takes quite some time because the proteins have time to develop and they become stronger and tighter chains is aged cheese. Okay, okay. So some aged cheeses um, will also, people will wait some six, six hours for or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But like you said, you could have like if you if you want to have wine and cheese, you could have wine and cheese till half hour, whatever it is, and then eat dinner. So like dinner. as a, like as a uh, we use separate pots. Like yeah, we have separate dishes and separate like ears in the kitchen. This is dairy and this is meat. We don't even use the same equipment. It's different. It's like it, okay, okay. It's, it's it's a very yeah separate uh, utensils too. Correct. We have oh, separate well, utensils. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. What's what's the reasoning behind that? Behind what? What's the reasoning behind not not mixing the meat and the dairy? So. Um, in the Bible, it says you should not cook uh, goat in its, mo- in, in its mother's milk. It says it three times. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so, in, in the Old Testament, Levitical yeah, law. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. we're not allowed to, I mean, one one time is for not eating it. One is not enjoying it, like like in, like in whatever, and we can't do it for business. So mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to sell it to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So if you want me to make it for you, I can make the meat part or whatever it is, and you can put the cheese onto it. I okay. am personally not allowed to do it for you. Gotcha. Okay, so let me ask some That's questions. That's interesting. Okay, so this 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 crossover in the religious thing because Justin made it go, do that. So let me ask let me ask mm-hmm. some, let me ask some questions. What are what are some things that um, 
you know, Orthodox Judaism. So we, when our conversation last night, you said that there's basically three three different types of, of Jews, if you would. Everyone's born, if you're born Jewish, you can choose to be religious or just be born, you know, it's more like tribalism, if you would. You're, Correct. You're so so people, people mix up Judaism, they call it a religion. Sure. Um, unfortunately, to a certain extent, it's become like that, like... Mm-hmm. Like like reform Judaism or anything like that would be more of a religion, mm-hmm. where you'll where when you see let's say reform Jew, Jewish um, service or something, mm-hmm. it probably reminds you of what you see on Sunday in uh, in church or whatever. Uh, right, right, right. If you would go to an Orthodox shul, it would be nothing of what you of what you've seen. Well, well, well what I experienced at an Orthodox place for, that would be different than reform, mm-hmm. or they'd be different than or so. Well, how would it look, how would it look different than than what you're saying that I would see if I went to an Orthodox temple. So if you wouldn't. Just to get just to get started. Sure. If you go to a Orthodox temple, you're gonna walk in there, you're gonna realize right away where are the women. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> only the men only men go in? No. So we they're separated though. So oh, we'll okay. either have a mezzanine where they're in the top part. Okay. Looking down. Okay. Or it's separated. There's a divider. Okay. Okay. Now um, the reason for that is is we like to have people focus during prayer. Okay. Mm, um, okay. On what they're supposed to be doing as to praying, we don't consider it like a, it's not a, a meeting or whatever it is. You're mm-hmm. here to pray. You're here to like it's just for service. Okay. So like there's certain shuls that and like uh, we call them shuls or temples are usually for the reform ones are called temples. Okay. Um, you call them shul, we call shul them? or synagogue. Shul synagogue, or synagogue. Yeah. Synagogue, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So most shuls and um, synagogue like a lot of shuls synagogues won't even let you um, eat. Or drink in there, or whatever it is. They have a separate room for coffee before you come in, or whatever yeah. it is. The prayers okay. are usually early, so people pray three times a day. Mm-hmm. It's not like just Sunday or whatever it is. So you'll right. have different shifts. Like you have prayer the whole entire day. Like you have like morning prayer will go like from five thirty in the morning. People start. People go to work. Whatever it is, they go before work. Mm-hmm. Five thirty in the morning till like twelve. You have morning prayers, and then you have evening prayer. Prayer somewhere from like one till uh, till dawn. Till sorry, till dusk. Sorry, mm-hmm. and then after dusk. By nightfall, you'll have virtually till three o'clock in the morning, depending what area you live in. So let's say here in Phoenix, you have a smaller community. Mm-hmm. Your last uh, evening prayer probably be like as soon as it turns nightfall. You'll mm-hmm. have one or two groups, and that's it. As far as where I'm in Brooklyn, you have seven million Jews, mm-hmm. and in the East Coast, so you'll be like you'll have multiples. Like if you go to Bar Park, Williamsburg, uh, Flatbush, any of the big Jewish communities, you'll mm-hmm. have prayer till whenever you want, like till three o'clock in the morning. Now, I had an interesting question. Go ahead. Under the big Jewish umbrella, right, that you were just mm-hmm. kind of talking about, um, are Orthodox Jews the minority? Correct. That's what I thought. Correct. And you, li- you live in segregated parts of, uh, like you were saying... Um, they have big communities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Bergs, essentially. Yeah, so, yeah. So Jews have always lived in sort of like the ghetto kind of lifestyle. <laughs> like, people think ghetto, they think uh, African-American well, that was, ghetto. Well, that was I know what you mean. Yeah? The ghetto was created by Hitler, actually. So, the, the, the term much ghetto. Earlier. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know it was much earlier. I knew, oh, I knew that that's, yeah. that that's... Maybe he used that, but when, when he was starting to push the Jews in Germany into certain parts, Correct. they would call it the Jewish ghetto. So where, where ah. did that come from? Then? So Jewish ghetto is an old concept. Like I was okay. in Italy this summer. Okay. Rome has one of the oldest ghettos in the world. Okay. Okay. So the Roman relationship with Jews has been very on and off, right? Sure, sure, from sure. From temple times till everything. And Roman, <laughs> right, right. To be yeah. honest, the Italians are, yeah. shout out to all my Italians over there. Your food is delicious. You guys are inconsistent. Right? <laughs> now, 
The food's delicious. <laughs> Shout out to the podcast. I like <laughs> yeah, yeah. it. I like listen, it. Listen, the, the Italians have delicious food. Mm-hmm. They got mm-hmm. the. Del- I'm gonna say this again. Delicious food. Mm-hmm. Great art. Amazing culture. Mm-hmm. Terrible time management. Terrible time management. Inconsistency. <laughs> the place is on vacation the whole entire year. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're, oh, not, yeah. they're not in a rush for anything. Greece is like yeah. that too. Well, Greece, be, be, because Europe. probably yeah. probably because I mean, if you're in New York where everything is rushed in time. Oh man, it's the rat race. Essentially, bro. yeah. And now you go to a like yeah, man. I've heard that multiple times from like friends of mine that travel in Europe that it's it's very just relaxed, it's very chill, and even their work ethics are not... You're like, this place closes 50, at 50 50-50. <laughs> so, like, you go to, like, the Switzerland, Germany, those guys, they are the clock. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're, yeah, like, yeah. time. They're robots. They're, uh-huh. like, like, the Germans and the Japanese got along so well during the war because they are... Like, you go to onto a German train and a Japanese train, it's a very similar experience as oh, far yeah. as timing and cleanliness and setup, and huh. they're very... Very consistent Structure, in that sense. Sure, sure. Their food is terrible. Again, very consistent though. <laughs> what does that tell you about their, their autom- the automotive? I come from the automotive. Oh yeah, the cars. Too. That's why yeah. the cars are the built German so German cars are great. Japanese cars are great. Italian Fiats are awful. German cars, <laughs> German cars consistently break in the same yeah. parts. You got a Beamer. They, everyone's they got the same exact issues on them. You have ever met the guy? That's guys why it takes so long to get the parts. Right. Correct. Right. You ever got? You ever heard someone got a Beamer and it's like, oh, I had a, I had a interesting problem what was it mm-hmm. actual issue with the car no computer issues check like an engine it, light that people can never yeah. people can never find out where this right, is right. like and that's actually what's interesting about that is that's only in america and in northern canada it's not in germany the correct. ones in germany always work perfectly and they and they're and, they, and they're absolutely correctable so if a, if a bmw why mechanic people have them imported yeah like like yeah, 100% well it's so. a very simple reason for it most Germans and European cars are they're using their diesel engines. Yeah, they right? are using diesel engines. And there, also sure. they do not have um as much as they're green or talk about green, the they do not have the emission situations. They got caught here multiple times for, what, for, for being fraud. So the they're whole, ruining the their whole, cars. Here's the reality. The the whole green conversation within the automobile industry, that's a moot point now. Because we've already discovered that in order to get the electric cars going to where they're going, Terrible. it's much Terrible. more. It's much more hor- horrible for the environment to do that than it is just to have a, a regular combustion chamber. So the whole like the the earth is like we're hurting the earth by doing that. That's a mute point. If you believe that, you're in a cave and you need to do some homework because honestly, you need to go back and look at the emissions from all the automobiles in all the world versus what I think it was what a, a thousand electric vehicles will pollute the entire earth more so than just like it. This is statistical fact. This is not something that people are going to be, they're going to be going, well, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to shame you if you buy an electric vehicle. I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> but my, my whole point is though, that, you know, there's this, there's this, this uh, narrative out there that the world's ending and it, 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 it has always been there. You got to listen to this guy, dude. There, there's a, there's a guy who um, he's a billionaire. I can't remember his name, but he's, he's on all types of YouTube. Joe Rogan had him on a bunch of other guys had him on. And uh, he was talking about the cobalt uh, mining. No, 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 no. You know, the cobalt mining. Yeah, he was talking about that. But he talked about it. so he was he was he was speaking to a, a group of uh, uh, college students at, at UCLA, and one of the mothers was there, and she stood up and she said, "I want to know how you're going to make the the, the planet uh, sustainable for my grandchildren. I want to know this." And he starts yelling just obscenities at her. She says, "Sit down. You have no idea what you're talking about." And she goes, "You're smart. You're a billionaire. You should know something." And he says, all right, I'm just, I'm just going to tell you this real quick. And, and his illustration was so, so on point. He took every, all the data 
And he said, I'm going to bring it down to one, one simple point for everybody. Ready? And this is what he said. He said, first off, uh, the money's, uh, uh, money rules, rules the world. We all know this. The banks rule, rule the world. Whether you believe it's a conspiracy or Illuminati or what do you want to call it, money rules the world. Uh, if the banks believed that in the next 20, 40, 50, 100 years, okay, let's just say 30 years, because remember, the, the, the world was going to overheat and the, the, the shores were going to rise and you know, America was going to be underwater. If the ocean rose just 10 feet, okay, you know how much of America would be gone? I mean, it's significant. I mean, it's, it's something- East coast and west coast. Yeah, completely gone. Okay, just the Midwest would probably exist. So in the midst of all this, right, he explains this and he says, do you think that any bank- would loan any amount of money to anybody in California, in Florida, Louisiana, Texas, or any place like that on, on Mexico, if they thought that their investment in that in that would be in any kind of way, shape, and form harmed. And then he did a, and he talked about a whole experiment where they went to Antarctica, okay, and actually showed the core that, samples, yeah. Yes. Exactly the core samples, which are I mean, it's we're talking about a one percent, two percent gain and loss continually cyclical that's why whenever we talk about the environment i always go back to the cyclical thing i'm like i mean weather's cyclical it all, all is mm. we have had it unseasonably cold here in arizona this winter unseasonably i mean wouldn't you agree jb it's coldest since i've been here oh absolutely i've and, been here for and about we've had warm yeah, yeah. we've and, had a warm winter it's yeah. just it's it's a it's an inconsistency in weather i don't right. think it's warming or cooling no <laughs> i don't i think it's cycles it is and if you look at the farmer's almanac the guys that have been farming forever and we can look at that and we can see data and so on and so forth you see that there's cycles that happen every 10 15 20 30 years that they can get back and this is a cycle this is a cycle hundreds of years and so when you look back at it so i'm not trying to get political with you all i'm trying to say is that like when i hear that kind of stuff i'm like really when it comes down to it uh, the combustion it, it really diesel actually burns cleaner than regular Correct. Fuel. um and the reason we don't do it here is cost effectiveness i think pro- probably um Polit- political reasons we we, we sure we put yeah. in a lot of we put the sorry to cut you off no, you're okay um i think this conversation before I continue, it goes back to there's a certain belief, especially with with people that lack a religion or some sort of backbone in their in their in their sure. uh, moral belief system or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That there's a there's the question is how much control do you think you you actually have over the situation in general, oh, right? Get it, dude. Like get it. Like you said, let's not get political. Mm-hmm. It's not political. Poli- political it's means practical. Political yeah. is very simple. <laughs> if I decide I want to become a, a politician or run for some sort of office, then any mm-hmm. conversation I have is political. Meaning to say, if right. I talk about the weather outside, it's political. And if I talk about anything about the food, if I like it or not, it's political because right. it's based on policy that I'm going to be creating. Right. But if it's just me and you talking about anything else, it's just a conversation we're having. It's not political. It's just we're talking about. You know, regular life stuff. This is just a viewpoint on on, on life and you right. know, what 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 we have going on over here. It's good point. Good point. Good point. It's belief system. It's not right, political. Right, like right. When you're not in politics. You're in cigars. I'm yeah. in food. <laughs> That's true. And and you know, a lot of people <laughs> like to focus on the bigger picture. You know, like mm-hmm. they like to be like, well, those people are doing that. Okay, good. I hear. Okay, so let's say you don't like the prices of eggs, right? Yes. You know what the prices of chickens are? Live chickens. They're about a buck twenty-five a piece, right? Oh wow! Okay. I didn't know that. It's, yeah, it's yeah. not high. Yeah. Okay. A carton of eggs costs you about three something right now with the prices at least, right? How, yeah, t- can I ask a question? Can I ask a question? How long? So, so I and I talked to my wife about this actually because mm-hmm. because because it was like eight ninety five for eggs at uh, oh wow at at uh, fries. That's, that's I got a quick answer for that when we're when you're done with your thought. Okay, so I I asked her. I said, "What if we just got some chickens, put them in the backyard? Because you can actually raise them here. Yes, you can. And uh, Do I you was have like, coyotes." 
Huh? They wouldn't. They wouldn't get where he's at. Yeah, oh, not, okay. not where I'm at. Usually on the mountains. I used to actually live on this mountain over here, and there were lots of coyotes over here. But like here, not really. Not where I live now. And so there's. Um, I said, what if we got some chickens? She goes, I don't know what the cost effectiveness would be from getting a chicken to the feed that you'd have to get to where they actually lay, lay eggs. So I don't know what the cost effectiveness is. Nothing, be. dude. You compost all your food to the chickens. So, all the food you don't eat is your food that you give to the chickens. So that's why there's an egg shortage right now. Oh, wow. So my family, I grew up on a farm. Yeah, yeah. My, my stepmom. Yeah, you uh, probably have a much better opinion yeah. on this. I was going to refer to. Well, you're in the food industry, uh, yeah. so I want to hear what you have to say, too, I was going to refer to, like, Joel Saladin or whatever it is, one, uh, like, or... Um, uh, Harris, he was just on. He has white uh, white oak pastures in uh, Georgia. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, I just don't want to mess mess up. His, I think his first name is Will Harris. Um, okay. It's it's we're talking about, and JB's gonna he he's actually got the farm experience, so he's gonna elaborate on this. Um, we're talking about um, 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 chickens and stuff like that. Uh, they 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 literally they're helpful. They'll help you grow. You'll, they'll take your desert background, a uh, backyard, mm -hmm. and if you just keep on putting food around all over the backyard. So let's say you finished cutting up vegetables or whatever it is, mm -hmm. or even have like eggs you don't need. They'll eat the shells. They eat the whole entire thing. All the bugs yeah. that have come around your backyard. And it adds the calcium. scorpions, the all that them, stuff. So that you got healthier chickens. They don't take a long time. You can either buy them big enough, and you get one. Um, you don't never get a male chicken. You don't. Not, you don't want your neighbors to kill you. Yeah, um, yeah. The they don't make a lot of noise. <laughs> right. And also, you don't want the eggs to be fertilized. You want you 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 want all the eggs to be edible. You have yes. no right. except if you want more chickens, then you could do right. that. But right. most people prefer to buy more. Yeah, see, that's a misconception too. You don't need a rooster for the chicken to lay eggs. Correct. Right. And right. you need one rooster for a hundred chickens. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. To, to fertilize the correct. eggs. For so how many delay. chickens would I need? So, uh, dude, you could family. get away with five five chickens. But I mean, realistically, you'd want twelve because not all. 12 chickens are going to lay eggs every day, right? Okay. So let's say you have 12 chickens, you're possibly going to get somewhere between four and 12 eggs on a daily basis, roughly. But if you feel them, if you feed them really well Correct. and take care of Correct. them, you might get 15 though. Right. Oh, wow. So yeah. so here's the thing with, with the egg shortage right now. Mm -hmm. So when I grew up on the farm, we never, ever, ever bought commercial food for the chickens. Okay. Ever. Okay. If they ate any kind of grain or anything like that, it came from a local granary and we would get it by huge bag loads that we would have to take the truck for from the granary. Literally, you pull up under the granary and they fill the bag and yeah. you put it in your truck. Would, they, would you feed them like a lot of granaries giving away their husks and stuff that the chickens also eat? If if we have them, yeah, like yeah. corn husks, all or that breweries stuff. breweries will give away their molted barley That's and stuff a good like idea. that that they don't need. They have to get rid of it. They got to yeah. dump it. So the chickens can compost it. No problem for you. Pigs, uh, cows, and everything like yep. that. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so we would get the grain that we would feed the horses was natural grain and it would only be like a toss to the chickens maybe once a day the rest of the time they ate our compost they ate stuff around the farm they ate each other if they died you know they, mm -hmm. the chickens are weird man they'll eat whatever really yeah in ohio there's a ton of bugs yeah there is so they yeah. eat bugs all day earthworms also if you have a compost worms, pile yeah. they they expedite the compost pile they yes. heat it up by like twice the speed because they keep on dropping fresh nitrogen on that compost pile every single day. They yes. heat it up. They, they pick on anything that's edible. Now, you don't want to use that compost in your garden unless it's been taken away and, cool and, down. and, and kept for a long time because the nitrogen will kill your plants. You get, you but, get, you get salt burn. Um, but long okay. story short, I have my my family has a farm with chickens. My my mom, my stepmom can probably lay you a color of egg in every color of the rainbow. She has that many different kinds of chickens, right? Oh, wow. So my stepsister- white, white chickens- Lay white eggs, brown eggs. Nah, it's not that simple. I always wonder how that <laughs> There's goes, just different yeah. breeds of chickens that lay okay. different kinds of eggs. Okay. Um, and I don't know that much detail to get to to get into that, but okay. um, 
my sister also, uh, my stepsister also owns, uh, has a farm in Tennessee and they also raise chickens. And then we have a customer named Pig Farmer Ben. So if Pig Farmer Ben hears this, shout out to you, brother, mm-hmm. um, who also uh, owns chickens and, and has like a regenerative farm that he does, right? Okay. And every single one of them said, I'm going to take some of my chickens mm-hmm. and I'm going to feed them commercial feed. And okay. I'm going to keep my other chickens on this natural path that I've been feeding them for years. Mm-hmm. The chickens that were on the commercial feed laid half as many eggs as the chickens that were on the all naturals. Oh, wow. Half as many eggs. Wow. Um, so to get back to this conversation where I was taking it yeah, yeah, yeah. was that, like you say, we have, we have, we have an egg shortage now, right? A lot of these places are burning down. A lot of the bird flu, whatever it is. Talk to regular farmers that have regenerative farms. They mm-hmm. don't know what bird flu is for the most right, part. Right, right. And also if they do. And they're free range. That, that, that chicken gets excommunicated from this planet. Mm-hmm. And Bingo. then it's over. I mean to right. say, if they have, if they're raising a, ca- if they're raising cattle, and some of the cattle is not up to par, they're not going to breed, continue breeding those. Nope, they they're going to get them. it out. They're going to sell it and get rid of it. Yep, and let the strongest, like in nature, let the let let, let the strongest ones, uh, um, um, you know. Right. So, um, people people like to co- like to complain about the chicken prices and everything like sure, that, sure, and sure. you know, like, uh, oh, chicken cost me this much. Okay, I understand most people can't raise chickens, but let's say eggs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you could raise chickens. If you don't want to do that, and if you can't do that, then yes, the person who is raising it for you is going to charge you a premium because they're providing sure. you a service. Sure, sure, absolutely. Right? Again, the question is also like, like, and, and it, it doesn't just go for chicken, it goes for a lot of things. Like a lot of things, people are like, this is so expensive, that is so expensive. Okay, someone is providing a service. And also by providing that service, they are going against nature. Okay, mm-hmm. chickens are not supposed to live that close to each other. There's never been a time in history till now that we've decided to put thousands, hundreds of thousands of chickens into one huge chicken coop. They're mm-hmm. supposed to live there together. How are they not going to get sick? Right, yeah. right, right. If I right. put you in a room with 10 people, you're going to have a problem, right? Sure. Put anyone like sure. that. Yeah. You take these chickens and you're going to just shove them into a place. They're, they're all breathing, pooping on top of each other. These are not clean animals. You know, you know They're not clean by nature. Mm-hmm. If you let them outside and let them do their things, they'll stay pretty clean. They'll stay right, right. whatever. But they eat whatever it is. So if they if if they don't have regular food and they're hungry, they will eat another chicken's poop that might be infected. Mm, okay. Yeah. And so you'll spread these or that huge amounts that yeah. died with the Correct. disease. Yeah. Mm. So you're spreading these 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 um, sicknesses across thousands of chickens. There's a lot of conspiracy theories because we've had a lot of chicken farms and stuff like that, and manufacturers burn down right suddenly in the last couple of months. Oh, I know. Which Mr. we never Gates, had in the last. We're watching years. you. Well, <laughs> I know. What's What's funny about that is like you know is all the money, right? Which is kind of an interesting conversation because I feel like when it comes to money, having an Orthodox Jew here, <laughs> it was a good time to ask about money. Yeah, dude, so, so let, let's, I want to ask, I mean, that's, that's a series of questions I want to, I just want to, I want to I ask you and I want you to fire back for. So, Go ahead. Um, the, what's it called? It's, um, you know, Jew, Jews and money, like money and, and Jews go go yes. together. So you've heard that before, correct? And everything else like that. <laughs> the the, uh, the the stigma, you know, of that. Answer that for me, because we were just having a conversation off air when we took a break, and you said that, man, this that it's really cool in my culture. And let me show you why. Tell me, tell tell the people why. Okay, so there's this common misconception, and uh, yes, you heard me right, misconception mm-hmm. that Jews have a lot of money, um, or are intrinsically very rich. Mm. Now. This is a situation well, that's, that's about. What yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Kanye thinks. That's what Kanye thinks. Kanye thinks a lot of things. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. like, like a lot of people got very personal with Kanye and whatever it is. Right, and right, and right, I'm just right. like, you know what? Let the, let, let the man live. He's, yeah, dude. You know, yeah. he's going through something I don't want to ever have to go through. Sure, sure. 
the guy had to live with Kim Kardashian for years. <laughs> guys, guys, what do, you, what do you think his mental state is going to be? That, that you know did more damage to Kanye than anything, probably. You know, right? like, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's not gonna, um, it's not gonna, it's not gonna, you know, it's not a sustainable kind of life. You can't no. live like that. No, it's just no, not, no. you know. So, ju- so Jews and money. So Jews, Jews and money, money yeah. we're going to go back to that, is very simple. Um, we have a certain set of values. Money mm-hmm. plays a very important role in our lifestyle. Not We don't chase the money. We have a certain lifestyle that requires money. Yes. So okay. we're family oriented. So you're talking about most people in my community, especially in the Orthodox community. Now, mm-hmm. when I say Orthodox, Orthodox, ultra-Orthodox, it's all the same thing. Okay, okay. There's no difference. Orthodox means a person who believes by the set of Jewish rules, Bible rules, and rabbinical rules, which is important. Um, and so handed to Moses at Mount Sinai? Correct. Okay, okay. So like you're talking about the Old Testament and then the, not revisions, like the explanations, yeah, that were handed down generation to generation, generation. That's why I say it's tribalism. Mm-hmm. We're not a religion. We are mm. related. You can say, yes, we're all related. No, not that close cousins. We're not, not all mm-hmm. Jews are from Alabama. But um, <laughs> but basically. You said Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I'd have said West Virginia. But yeah, that's okay yeah, too. Yeah, it's yeah. all right. Pick your state. Yeah. Um, but it's, 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 we're, we're technically cousins. If you take a de- the 23andMe and 23andMe test, it's not sure. going to come up that you're Christian, Catholic, or anything else. Right, right, right. But Jew- Jewish will come up, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's just because it's a genetic thing. Right, we're right. Um, now in the Orthodox community, you have people getting married very young. Mm -hmm. So what would, when I say very young, it's what you would call in the regular modern world, very young. We're talking about anywhere from like 18, 19 and and the early, earliest and anything be earlier than that. I don't vouch for, I don't condone. It's everyone Mm -hmm. do, do you, but. Mm-hmm. It's not the norm. Let's just say that. If you heard of something like that, if you hear all oh, these people getting married at sixteen or whatever it is, okay, great. These are not. This is not even mm-hmm. a population of people that are doing my, this. My daughter okay. got married at nineteen. Nineteen, yeah. Yeah, Savannah yeah. got married Mo- at nineteen. Yeah, I'm twenty two. Most of my yeah. friends from school are married. Already, are they? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. A lot of the like they, they got married. Starting a family, getting married is important, and we mm-hmm. don't work on that. Family planning it does not have to do with money. Um, we're religious people and going back to the last conversation we do not believe that we have control over most things Mm -hmm. we believe that we have control over our immediate life Mm -hmm. so we don't get too crazy with politics or anything like that and during covid there was no covid in my community i mean say yes people got sick and died or whatever it is but Mm -hmm. we did not treat it like we're shutting down for a pandemic oh wow that's awesome i mean to say we don't control life or death we believe in the saying every bullet's got an address and if it has yours on it it will reach you and if it doesn't it won't and we will do a lot of things and sometimes borderline cocky or whatever it is based on those values. We like proper Jewish religion, especially from the Hasidic point of view, which just for anyone's references, Hasidic doesn't mean you dress a certain kind of way or look a certain kind of way. No, certain people do. That's just their customs of what they want to wear and whatever it is. Does not make them more religious or less religious. If someone does something terrible and just because he does it in the name of God wearing a fully Hasidic garb, that person is trash. Mm. And it's not condoned. Mm-hmm. We have a religion. If, if you do something against it, you're a bad. Like we, right, we right, consider right. you that kind of situation. It, so, so you wear a yarmulke. Correct. You wear a yarmulke. Why? Why do you? I know why, but tell tell people why you wear so a yarmulke. Yarmulke is a custom. It's mm-hmm. based on an old story. It's not a, a biblical thing. It's just a custom. It's an important custom, but it's there's an old story in the Talmud where there was this kid that was extremely wild. We're talking about like he was tearing everything apart. He was. He had potential to be, uh, let's it, just say. Uh, explain. I know what you're talking about. Explain. Explain what the Talmud Talmud is to people. Talmud who don't know is it. is basically the Jewish 
breakdown of the religion. It goes through philo- philosophy, stories, mm-hmm. um, how to break down rules, how to come through with laws. It's 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 an extremely 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 again complex serial of books. Like it's as big as the um, encyclopedia, yeah. not bigger. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it cannot be taken by for face yeah. value. I had to read the I've whole thing. Seen, yeah, I see yeah. so many people interpreting different verses in the Talmud, saying, "Oh, Jews believe in this. Jews believe in that." We don't. We don't judge based on the Talmud. We have a separate book for right, right. for actual rules. It is going through the rules. You'll yeah. have the most intense topics that you would think, "Oh, well, how do they know about this back then?" But they, you're talking about scholars who dedicated their life just to learning. It's a very yeah. big part of the community. It's like part of the culture is the the, is the oral the oral tradition and how and how the and how the uh, the the Bible was passed down in the Old Testament in particular. And uh, you know, for me and my religion, the mm-hmm. uh, the New Testament, the oral tradition. People don't understand how big the oral tradition was. You know, until they they study it and they're like, oh, the oral tradition. Like, so understanding what scribes were. Understanding what the oral tradition was and how that that's that was just somebody's job. Correct. Like that that's the only thing they ever did was to to pass down the language and the stories and the scribes. Yeah, historical yeah. documents. Yeah, essentially. yeah. It, it just I mean, imagine that being your do- your job though. That's the only like now we have historical. You know, we don't have anyone writing down the history because we have now we have the internet. Yeah, it's you on know, TikTok. Like but we but yeah. we still do. Yeah. So like. Like you're talking about these scribes weren't they 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 they, they used to talk they they were friends with Aristotle mm-hmm. um, right, right, um right, Socrates right. all these whatever they Plato, had these yeah. Plato they had these conversations the the rabbinical scribes yeah they were actually forced by the Greeks to rewrite it in Greek mm-hmm. and we were like really Sep- not, the Septuagint not, yeah yeah well, the Septuagint and it's not su- yeah Septuagint that's what the it, and and the thing about it is is that the reason why in Judaism it's really not we really weren't happy about having right. to rewrite it is right. because why not it's written in Hebrew? It's like 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 if you speak Spanish and you and you have a joke that works really well in Spanish, but uh. then you translate that joke word for word in English, it doesn't hit. Yeah. A lot of times, right? Same thing with the Bible. It's written in that's, Hebrew. That's, in Hebrew, the words each letter means something. I was telling yes. him yesterday oh, that Judaism yeah. believes in the matrix. Yeah. We like we look at the world very similar to the Matrix and Hasidic Judaism, yeah. where it's like sort of codes. Like the words of prayer are like coding. Like the whole world, we said God made the world out of the Bible because the Bible words are like codes for yeah. the the how everything works. Everything is written. It's like in a hidden or open like a meaning. Codex. Yeah, it's like a codex. Basically, the Bible is the is the is the master key to everything world related. Mm-hmm. So back to our communities. We live. We got married early. Yeah, we don't plan. Oh, I have X amount of money. This amount of kids I'm going to have. Mm-hmm. Like this is the amount of kids I can handle. This is what's healthy for us. This is what's whatever it is, and everyone makes that decision on their own. Mm-hmm. All right. Now you also have communities that are like only one or two generations away from survival from from survival mode, mm-hmm. because we have a long history of wherever we go to. Eventually, someone doesn't like us at some point, and we have to move. Um, so it's a nomadic kind of lifestyle right. to a certain extent. Huh. So let's it's, say 70 years ago we were in Europe uh-huh. and then the Holocaust happened. Mm-hmm. But like say in Rome, they already had those ghettos for years they beforehand. Yeah. Jews only lived yeah. in that area. Mm. Um, in, in Germany, in Worms, Germany, they've had one of the oldest that's, ghettos out there. That's why Mussolini was so quick to keep yeah. up with... Uh, with uh, Hitler, he he wasn't the the, the Italians understand that kind of concept. Yeah, the yeah, Europeans yeah. in general understand the monarchy, like yeah. dictatorship. It doesn't bother them. Yeah. Um. And again, humans like to say that we're developed, modern. We're not the same anymore. We're not pillagers and whatever it is. It's not true. You have regular human instincts. It's choices. You could 
do good, bad, and even worse things days than people did back in the day. Mm. Um, so we have these large communities. Now someone's got to pay for it, right? So everyone works for the most part. People work, but then we have a lot of people that learn, right? We, mm -hmm. we respect learning and culture and respect elders. We respect, we, we, we don't consider ourselves more intelligent because we're younger and a newer generation. Mm -hmm. We just have a lot more to learn. So mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's a very, very big part of the community and tradition to respect elders, treat elders. We don't mm -hmm. like, like for the most part, a lot less Jews put like parents and homes or anything like that. When they get older, we mm -hmm. take care of our own elders. We take care of our own sickly and stuff like that. There's a lot of organizations within the community to take care of the community. So when it comes to money, it's not an option. Yeah. We need to make money. There is private school costs a fortune. Okay. You need to pay teachers. Those teachers yeah. have to get paid. It costs a lot of money to live the lifestyle. We could complain about it and say, life is so expensive, like with the eggs and everything like that, right. or we could do something about it. Right, right. Now, in in the process of doing things about it, it costs a lot of money to do, okay? And it's a lot of hard work. We have no problem because it's a religious belief. It's, we believe this is our goal. There's no other reason why we're alive. You know, we're here to have, like, enjoy the world, but we have a mission, sort of. So let me, let me ask this. So I, I imagine with what you just said, that it, it, it draws towards a tremendous amount of community, obviously. Correct. Um, that also that also includes buy-in from everybody in the community. Correct. And that includes social pressure from the community. So what what things there like that are that are social pressures in the community that you find people rebel against from time to time? So the the thing that the community is really working on right now is we're trying to live. We're trying to really like 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 our my, like my grandparents like my great grandmother still had numbers on her arm from the holocaust okay like and she's still alive oh um, wow okay. yeah so okay. i i've seen people and i've spoken to people and my grandmother is 96 now which she had wow. a really long life wow um great grandmother sorry um she can tell me how it was and what okay. it was like you know what i'm saying and we still live in, we live with those people who see, saw their whole families get killed, murdered, destroyed, mm -hmm. talking about 7 million, 6 million, whatever the number is, people that were killed out during the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. The first generation that came here was just trying to live. They were just mm -hmm. trying to like settle down, make some money, figure it out, whatever it is, mm -hmm. like real, real immigrants, like refugees. Yeah. Second gen, and then the problem with that is, is that when people are in a survival mode, they don't have a lot of time to do things right. And especially people that went through a very, very hard life including religion. It's it's hard to practice religion normally and to make it thrive. So they push, pushed a base version of the religion um, without putting too much emphasis on like all the like details and stuff like that just to rebuild the next generation. So this so this 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 uh, culture um, the community nation continues. That was their their viewpoint right after the mm -hmm. Holocaust. Like we lost most of our people. We mm -hmm. need to build it back. So they were busy building 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 building. Mm -hmm. Problem with that is is that you lose focus of individuals and stuff like that and, mm -hmm. and it becomes more of a general commercial thing that sort of ex imploded right before covid like 2010 2015 oh wow like you have a lot of teenagers that were like i don't want anything to do with this because it started veering away from what we used to know the community and lifestyle to be like it became a little bit too, too commercial like you have too many like preachers and people like that like focused on like things they shouldn't be focused on yeah huh. and sort of like like it became personal it became not like not like this is a religion we have whatever like i'm telling you to do this i'm telling you to do that and that was something that formed the generation that i'm living in right now in this group of people in the last five or whatever years which we're going back to old school of just being we're looking to live our lives regular in the culture 
be normal people, like not extreme in any way, shape, or form. A lot of people fell to extremes and became either non-religious or extreme religion, like 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 what you would say, like like martyrs for the whatever it is, without mm-hmm. without focus, without view, um, in the process. And now it's sort of getting back to the center. So people didn't like 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 a lot of the pressures in the community is because we do it just because so because we did things one way because we need to build, mm-hmm. but. People can do things one way. Everyone has individual personalities and different kind of lifestyles, like to wear different clothing, different p- perspectives and whatever it is, and they can still mm-hmm. do it within the 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 guide and, and within the realms of the religion. They just weren't told that that was the case. I, so now you have that. He made a really good point that I didn't think about. You're only third generation Jewish building community since the Holocaust. Correct. Technically second generation if you really think about it. Yeah, my father's second generation. Right? Mm-hmm. Like he's third, yeah. Yeah. So but I mean like when you when you put that into perspective, right? Like how how deep do my family roots go in Ohio, especially if I start looking into my Native American culture? How deep does your family roots go into Ohio? Maybe one. Maybe one generation. But like that. let's say here in the US though. Uh on my dad's side, um he would be second generation. No, he would be third generation. He'd be third generation. He's, he's German, so he'd be third generation German. And my great grandparents left Germany because they saw everything that was happening. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. left Germany, came here, and then on my mom's side, uh, grandmother's Italian and grandfather's Cherokee. Yeah. So um, that could be pretty deep. Yeah, it'd be. But I don't. I know my history, and I know. I know. But there's the the thing that's fascinating about that community is that uh, they had to rebuild my, it. Yeah. We didn't really have to rebuild, but we're not I didn't nearly think as. Think about that. If you have to rebuild, what happens there is that when you have to rebuild and you have to depend, then you get tight. Yes. We don't. We don't. We're all. We're all like my parents. My my my, my mom in particular. She came from uh, farmers. They were yeah. farmers, more poor, if you would. And everyone is. Every one of the kids has done well for themselves financially, if you would. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm a benefactor of that. There's just no doubt about that. So you can call it white privilege and call it whatever you want. There's it's no. Just, it's you know, cold. People putting in hard work right. and they get good right. rewards, exactly. not privilege. Okay? Right. So what, what what ends up happening then is you know I, I'm set up very well, yeah. And my and my sisters and myself are, are set up very well for what we want to do and accomplish. That's why we own what we have, you know. Um, and I think that's that's important to recognize. Um, but I think what's fascinating about his thing is I'm not super. I'm super connected to a couple cousins, yeah. if you would, and, and I, I love my cousins and everything like that. And I, I'm one of 52, if you mm-hmm. would. So I have a, I have a lot of cousins and everything, but probably not near as what you'd have. Probably, probably <laughs> hundreds. Adults on one side of my family is 55. Yeah, adults. Yeah, that that's crazy, dude. So, uh, and these are like all the way from like adult cousins that are older than me, all the way down to like young children, if you would. So, uh, and we're talking first and second cousins. But it, it makes sense though, because I didn't think about them having to rebuild their lives. Mm-hmm. I didn't, in their culture, in their, in the history, like I didn't think about the history almost needing rebuilt in a sense because of how much of it was taken and tried to be destroyed. Correct. So it needed a lot of preserving from yeah. a, lot of, like, the, a lot of artifacts and stuff and a lot of history, historical right. things were just burnt, destroyed and whatever, gone or stolen and never found again. But also when you come back to a new country, you need to set up Think about it. New butchers, new groceries, because everything's got to be kosher. That sure, was before sure, you sure. had cocoa pebbles that were kosher and everything. A lot of commercial stuff in America. You walk into mm-hmm. Walmart right now, and I'm very grateful for that. There's a ton of product that's kosher. I can pick up anywhere from dairy to whatever it is, and a lot of places beef and chicken too. Kosher, no problem. Oh, it's, it's better food usually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we eat some kosher food too. Um, yeah. So, so that's that's available now. It wasn't mm-hmm. then. 
Right. So right. you need that community. You're also right. praying this in the shul. So every block needs one or two synagogues because mm. for the quantity of people, there's only that much. Easy. Like in order for something to stay a community mm. and not turn into like a mega development, you need to have like a community of 250 people, 250 people, 250 people to have like mm. their spot to to, to huddle at. Um, and we we keep on building those. You're gonna have a lot of imperfections, imperfections, of course, mm-hmm. but it's definitely going in the direction where it's it's growing. It's mm-hmm. it's it's. They we're working on a lot of these things. There's like I said, there's like my sister was sick at some point and she mm-hmm. had cancer. You have no idea the support in the community that you get. Oh, I, there I are people yeah. volunteering in the hospital twenty four seven. I'm talking about from Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. With no no problem whatsoever. Right. You have. They make events, parties for the families, take care of, if you need dinners for the house, they'll take care of that. If the mom can't be mm. home, they'll make sure this kid, people out, and they're volunteering for free of charge. They will take you to the hospital, pick you up, all that. And that goes for everything. <coughs> for people that have babies, they take care of that yeah, too. Him saying uh, tribal makes way more sense than well, I've ever thought of before. It's not unlike, it's not like I, I it's not, it's not unlike I experienced at the church though. It's very similar to that. Meaning like, uh, but we don't have, we don't have the bloodlines, but mm-hmm. everything that you're explaining, it's very similar to what I have at church. I mean, it's uh, literally when I busted my knee, you know, my pastor and, and then several people that we know from the church literally said, hey, do you guys need any meals or anything? Is there anything we can do for you? Do you mean to run and go get something for you? I'm like, I'm, I'm okay. I'm all right. You know, and sense of community. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think I think that's that I think that happens in religious segments so much easier because it, a lot of times in religious segments, what happens is. And I think you mentioned this very, very, very clearly is that there's a sense of where you're not in control and you recognize there needs to be a dependence on every everybody putting in together to make this thing happen, regardless of what that is. Correct. And so I, I think that's a, that's very, very important. But it brings me it brings up all these other questions. I know people are wanting me to ask, Go ahead. you know, that as they're listening, it, they're like, oh, I want to know what he thinks about this. So a couple other things. So do do currently you as as a Jew consider non-Jews Gentiles? Um, it, I, the funny thing is, is like. It's not like it's not a like I don't call anyone like Gentiles or whatever it is. Correct, correct. It's it just like it's if you want to say someone's not Jewish, they're gonna then look. I they would they would be my, called a Gentile. Though. Yeah, my my first language is right. is Yiddish. All Yiddish. right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So yes. so like. It's, I learned about Gentile like let's say in like I don't know I was probably ten years old when sure, I heard sure, the term sure. or whatever it is, like for me it just means someone that's not Jewish. Yeah. yeah. I like I, I that's the only way like. I can but just you say the person is not Jewish, but it doesn't like yeah. But you wouldn't follow a uh, pharisaical or any kind of laws where I mean, because we shook hands, you mm-hmm. wouldn't, you wouldn't. You Why wouldn't, can't you shake hands? You wouldn't say well it, 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 in the in certain Jewish traditions, uh, you would have to wash your hand after shaking a Gentile's hand. Um, in certain Jewish traditions that I that I've heard, I'm, that's what I'm asking you. Never heard that, of it. Never ever, heard of that. Ever, okay. ever, ever. Okay. Really, like I this is first time I'm hearing. Oh really? This. Okay. That uh, there's there's been. You know, huh. with within the scribes, the Pharisees that you see see in the Old Testament, in between the um, uh, the Book of Malachi and the Book of Matthew and the, the Christian Bible, if you would, during the Maccabean times, the Maccabean Wars, uh, a group a group of Jews, the Pharisees, that were mm-hmm. very very prominent during the time of Jesus, if you would, um, that's that's important to them. It was segregating continually Jewish Jewish from Gentile. I didn't know if that plays out in any kind of community that you've ever seen. So let, just. To go back for a second, it's okay. um, when you're talking about like like we don't we like I said we don't read the Bible and and the first uh, and the five books as face value. 
Yeah, that's right. We were talking about that. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What I'm saying? So you'll yeah. tell me, like, I heard this as a reference and that. Okay, right, right, I hear. Right. doesn't mean that it translates to what I will do in my day-to-day life. Okay, okay, okay. Also, certain times called for certain things. Let's say when Jews are oppressed, mm-hmm. we, like, people think, oh, we're going to oppress Jews and we're going to do whatever it is, and they're going to spread apart. No, no, no. We get closer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we get much closer. Yeah, So let's say to. in those yeah. Greek times when they were being, um, when they were being, um, you know, uh, punished sort of for their religion or whatever they're persecuted for 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 believing what they believe in Mm -hmm. that might have been a case where they said okay we're gonna make a very clear distinction that we are jews and we're proud of it and we're not mixing right 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 and that might be the case where you're talking about where they really wanted to like show a difference can in your religion can you marry somebody that's non-jewish no 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 we don't intermarry because it's tribalism we try to keep within the tribe so someone converts to judaism they we could marry them but okay you can't convert just for marriage we don't believe in that right right it's not a religion of just you love someone you join it it's not nothing to do with love it's just got to do with the religion it's like you're either you're in or you're out but this is the rules yeah, yeah okay. you know i'm saying if you would follow it correctly it would you'd have to put god first anyway right so so god, that's god what i'm saying come before the marriage like people anyway. people mm-hmm. like like love ha- is involved in jewish relationships and everything like that it's, it's just like any other relationship sure 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 but like the God thing plays number one rule in everything. Sure, people sure. People don't sure. realize how far it plays a role. Right. Like, right. like the Jewish, like you pray every single day and you literally say, like, I am, I will die for my religion. Yes. All right. And it's true to every single Jew out there. For mm-hmm. religious or not, for the most, like, depending on what their level of knowing their background or whatever mm-hmm. it is, that's the concept. And I would, let's say, for other people also, it's like, we are literally responsible. It's like the saying is, every Jew is responsible for one another. Mm-hmm. If you see someone, you, if you see someone struggling, you're not allowed to walk away and watch them struggling. You have to see what you can do to help. Um, and there's there's a lot of that going back to the money thing. A lot of people in my community are poor. Mm-hmm. Like most of my neighbors and whatever it is, they struggle. They have large families. They're, mm-hmm. they're like I said, a Jewish lifestyle is for a smaller family even it's close to $100,000 these days especially with inflation you're talking about kosher food private schooling for kids Jewish Jewish, because mm-hmm. you have to send to Jewish schools which thank God for that if I had to go to the public school system in New York City I would never look like this or have this kind of opportunity oh sure um, yeah, yeah. Um, but all that costs a lot of money so you'll have a lot of everyone's going to go and they're going to hustle and they're going to try to work and work and work mm-hmm. and see what they can do and they help each other out and work like if mm-hmm. I'm in a certain business and my friend could use like if I do a, a catering job mm-hmm. I'm always going to go to the people with my community and friends to purchase mm-hmm. product right from the right, groceries right. from the butchers from everything like that right we do business between ourselves mm-hmm. so you're not going to be like oh it's cheaper over there no you'll pay a little more money sometimes or whatever it is mm-hmm. and get it from a fellow per, a f- fellow community member and that really helps a lot for business. It really keeps a lot of the business central when you have that much. So like uh, <coughs> chain supply chains and things like that don't affect you that much. It's more local in that kind of sense. Also, if like 20% or 10% of what I make has to go to charity. Sure, It's sure. not optional. It's mandatory. You don't give it to synagogue? What? You don't give it to synagogue? No, that's not how it works. Oh, okay. No, 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 okay. no, no. no. You give it to charity, whatever it sure, is. So okay. in my case, we got a couple of family, like uh, neighbors or whatever it is, mm-hmm. that could really use the money, whatever it is. We make right. sure, but discreetly, extremely discreetly. Like right. you have organizations that would drop a food to people, but they do it in the dark of the night. You'll never see them coming. You'll mm. just see the food there in the morning. Or mm. you go to the grocery and you have a balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the balance is clear. So you don't know how, but you know it's clear. So let me, huh. let me, ask, let me ask this question because coming off the last podcast we just did. So... You can you can you can marry if somebody converts to Judaism. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can marry that. Let's say you can marry a girl that converts to Judaism, like Jared Kushner. Okay, okay. So, 
but ju- you said that Judaism is, in in your view, a race. It's a race of people. It's not a religion. Correct. You could just do a twenty three me test, and you'll see that it's a race. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and then and then Jews help everybody else. What if somebody from the outside comes in and goes, "That sounds like segregation to me," versus like you not allowing me to come into your culture. You know, is it is it a culture? If somebody comes in and goes, that's that sounds like a cultural segregation. Okay. Versus, you know, what if I what if I want to convert? Okay. You know, to experience the community that you want. I want to convert to you know being a Jew. You know, at that point, are they allowed to come in, or is that something that has to be tested before they are invited into the community? Or even if they do come in the community, and this this is this is one of the questions I'm, I'm thinking. If they do come in the community, is there a skepticism by by ones that have been in the community forever? Like, hmm, are they? They're not. They're kind of. They're kind of half breeds. They're not real, you know. In that sense, what's your thought? What's your thoughts on that? So, as far as segregation, it's not segregation. Like, if I had a group, a, a unique group, where it's like a business, and I'm not allowing you in based on your race or culture, yeah, mm-hmm. that's segregation. Right. If you want to join my family, there's nothing I can do to make you part of my family. You understand right. that? Right, 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 I, right. I'm. I don't have that power. Okay. It, it, there's rules to that. You got to be born by the same parents or cousins or something. There's a certain kind of bloodstream. Right? Correct. 100 percent right? with anybody. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. like you could you could you could be angry at me. It's fine. Sure. But sure. I can't help you in that department now. Right. As far as conversion, we do not encourage people to become Jewish. The life is not an easy life. Which which is abs. I know that to be a fact. Yeah. And I know that to be one of the most com- confusing things for me. That I've ever heard about the Jewish religion, if you would, am, am I? Am I? So that, that for example, um, Christians evangelize. They talk about Jesus. They talk about the gospel and everything it's else like that. Jehovah's Witness and Mormons yeah. are probably two of the most popular for that. They're not Christians. I They're, saw them. Wait, in the whoa, real quick, real quick, real quick. <laughs> we're we're going to segregate this out so we understand what I mean by Christian. I am not counting Jehovah's Jehovah's Witnesses or Mormons in with typical Christian religion, even Protestant and Catholics. They believe something very different. Okay, then, then Orthodox Christianity, they, the Mormons have a very, very different belief, and the Jehovah's Witnesses have a very, very different belief. So that, that's, those are two different sects that I'll put over here and say that's not what I'm talking about. But like Roman Catholicism, Protestantism, Christianity in general, yeah. if you would. So in, in that regard, you know, God, where was I going with that? What was I just talking about? I just You're saying they do try they evangelize. to evangelize. Oh, they, so they try to evangelize. Yeah, so, they t- so they, they, both of these people will try to evangelize. But... Orthodox, Reform, Hasidic, I'm probably not all the same thing. They don't at all. And I remember, I remember this because I was asked to come to a um, a synagogue and and teach what Christians believed about the Bible, about the Old Testament, to the Jewish youth group there. There's about, was about I don't know about 40, 50 kids there, if you would. And they they want they they said what do you what do you teach and how do you do this? So I said one of the main tenants is to tell other people about the good news of Yeshua Mashiach. And they, and they, and they, and they just went, Oh my gosh, you know, Hebrew a little bit. And I don't even know if I pronounced it right then, you know, and they, and they went, uh, they went, you know, you know, here I said, I took Hebrew and I took Greek and Aramaic is part of that as well. Correct. Um, so, and I was like, they were like, Oh, Oh my gosh. And they started saying things in Jewish and Yiddish, I could not. They lost you. <laughs> yeah, I lost me immediately. You know, so it's like when I tell people I know Spanish and they start talking to me. Correct, like, correct. I don't know Spanish that much. Like that my much. grandfather's from Uruguay, <laughs> but my Spanish is not that good. You right, know right, right. I can understand that I work in kitchens. I can communicate. Right, but right. Don't, don't start shooting slang at me. Yeah, it's dude, not gonna work. Exactly. So, but it was it was really interesting because so but but when I when when the rabbi came and we invited him to our church and and, and dialogue about that stuff, I thought it was really interesting, and. uh and one of the, one of the guys said, 
Um, I, I find it very fascinating that you're very free about your faith. And then you talk, talk to a lot of people about it. I said, well, yeah, he goes, I'm not at all. We don't do that. And I said, well, what do you mean? You're, you're Jewish. I mean, that, that's, that's who you are. I mean, it's what you do. And he goes, yeah, but we don't actively recruit. And I was like, what do you mean you don't actively recruit? And he goes, we just don't believe in that. And I was like, really? That's really fascinating. Why? And, and he said something similar to what you said. I mean, it's, it's more family. It's more community-based and everything else like that. And, and it made me think that if, if I really thought what I love and what, I, and what I'm born into is the best thing in the entire world, I'd want to tell everyone about it, you know, in, in that regard. So, uh, but, but that's, that, that goes right along the sides of what you, you know, what you were saying. So here, here's my question, bit predicated on that. And you, I mean, you made it clear yeah. what you thought on that. So what, 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 do, what do Jewish people in your community think about Jesus or Christians? you know, in that, in that, in that regard. So what do you guys think about, I, I can ask you personally, and then what does your community think about Christianity or Christians? Okay. So number one, the reason why we don't um, try to recruit people and add more people to the religion is right. because uh, it's not a religion of numbers. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now we do, we do go and try to spread the good word out there, telling mm -hmm. people, yeah, there's a God out there. There's mm -hmm. a set of, what we call the seven basic commandments mm -hmm. of Noah, of like, don't kill, don't steal, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, that we all have. Yeah. yeah that yeah. we all have. And we believe that if most people follow that, that would, that would make the world a better place. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, we're not here to impose our mission on other people. It's like, okay, there's a lot of perks to being part of, perks to being part of the Jewish community. But if you weren't born into it, you're walking into hell. Because okay. you are going to get hit by 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 things. Just like it's 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 a different world. Mm -hmm. It's a straight up different world, and mm -hmm. it's very hard to integrate. It's like marrying into someone's family. You know, you need to really like, especially if they're a family that was killed by other families for many years. Right, right. A little paranoid. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you want to join us? Why in the hell do you want to join this? You, you yeah. know that Saturday yeah. you can that, and you can never buy meat in a different location. Yeah. Do you know that you're gonna have to give ten to twenty percent of your money besides taxes to to charity? Do you know like? And we'll we'll try to tell people not to join because, hey, you might like it right now, and you might be very into it for whatever reason because something else in your life is not working. If you mm -hmm. think it's money, get yourself a good job, make money. Okay. okay. If if you think it's like relationships, find out what it is with you that you need in a relationship, whatever, and do that. Don't join a religion mm. just because you're feeling some sort of way. Okay, yeah. Um, and also, you can check out. Mean to say, it's a one-way ticket. Mm -hmm. If you join the religion, we treat you like family and everything like that, and we're supposed to treat you nicer. Oh, so then what would happen, so, mm. so what would happen if somebody mm. doesn't want to be Jewish anymore? How does that, how does that, how it doesn't does that work. You're still Jewish. You're just not religious anymore. Okay, so you're not Jew. You, so, okay, so let me ask this. So what you're if not orthodox anymore, sorry. You're not orthodox anymore. Practicing. So what happened? So you, answer my question on, on the Christianity thing. Christianity thing, yeah, I'll, I'll go me. ahead. So um, about, sorry, rephrase the question. Just what, what, do, what does your community, what do you personally oh, think about Jesus and Christianity? So we... Um, and you're not going to offend me at all, dude. No, so no, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm not yeah. offending you. So yeah. even if we want to believe in it, sure. we're not allowed to. Okay, okay. So we have rules um, in the Bible about um, prophets. Okay. Okay, so there are, there's one main rule about prophets is, is that mm -hmm. regardless of what the prophet shows you, which mm -hmm. in the case of Christianity is walking on water uh -huh. um, or turning water into wine, that is not an indicator of a prophet. That okay. is indicated of a man of power, which we believe power is equal, good and bad. So you can use any power. You can use good power or bad power. And God allows 
for evil to have the same kind of uh, the same kind of power as as good in general. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just telling me how much time we had. We had uh, we have an hour and ten minutes, so we got about five minutes to wrap up. All right, so so we'll, so we'll, yeah, so we'll yeah. do it pretty quick. Okay, and we'll get to um, we'll get to we'll get, we'll get to Justin's question in just a minute. He wanted to talk about New York gun laws, so we'll finish off with that. Yeah. Um, but basically, um, so you're not allowed to believe. So it. we're not allowed to believe because okay. it the Christian the Christian religion requires us to change rules in our religion. We okay. don't have that right. We okay. don't have permission um, to switch the Old Testament. So that sort of wraps up any okay. other religion or Christianity for us. Okay. Um, but we don't like, especially like we don't consider ourselves a power or anything like that. We don't rule over other people. So we don't right. do right. anything to change our lives or anything like that. Unlike what people believe. Right. Now, I know that to be true. One more yeah. question. Yeah. And one more thing is that like all the Kanye Jews that people are talking about or whatever it is, Okay, they're Jews because they're tribal Jews, yeah, but they're not following the Jewish religion. Okay, there's there's a Kanye Jew. What what are you talking about? What's so this? he's talking about like all the Jews in Hollywood or whatever it is, yeah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Why? Because they're Jewish because their mom was Jewish or whatever it is. Okay, so now you're gonna okay, say the Jewish okay. community is like that? We're talking about practicing Jews according to Jewish laws act a certain kind of way. Right, Everyone right, else right. Is okay. not. They're doing whatever they want. Right, right, right. Happens to be they're Jewish. Great. Right, 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 right. And that's that's really how we look at it. Uh-huh. Um, and it's pretty much that's that that's the simple version of what what okay. what, what, what what's going on. Um, now, uh, JB was saying before that uh, I guess he should smoke an Alec Bradley cigar because Alan Rubin's Jewish. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah right. Alan Rubin's yeah, Alec Bradley. Yeah, the the founder's Jewish. <laughs> right? Alan Rubin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ruben, Ruben, you got me right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should I start the spice cream? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, he had the, the these released the double broadleaf. Mm-hmm. That was a good cigar. You yeah. like that? It's a really strong I'll, cigar. I'll try it. Yeah, it's a good cigar, man. Um, but <clears throat> as far as you were saying before, I was like, uh, I'm I'm standing outside and waiting for my cigar, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he's getting an order, and he's like, oh, by the way. Uh, he's looking at the UPS like, what's going on over there? He's, he's talking like, about me standing up yeah, front. He's standing mm-hmm. up front, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm just waiting for my guns to show up." Like they're going next day, and I'm like, "I am never going to hear that on the East Coast." <laughs> that's <laughs> like, that is that that's that's West yeah. Coast, man. West Coast. Well, it's Arizona. Yeah, 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 yeah. Arizona, Texas. You know, Nevada. Yeah, we can order our guns and mail, and they come to. Well, you, yeah, they still yeah. go to a, a, an arm. They still go to a dealer, and they still run the check and everything. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So first of all, we don't have. There's one store that was. I think it shut down, but there was one store that was open for a like hundred years, and it was only allowed to sell like guns and certain limited amount of ammo to cops and stuff like that. But it's not. There's the only store in New York that sold guns. No kidding. Uh, in the city, upstate, you got guns. He said, "There's nowhere you can legally buy guns in the city. Nowhere. No, only upstate New York. Except if you go to Staten Island, maybe Long Island might have some, but that's it. Yeah." You can't. You can't. That's pick it creepy, up. dude. One gun store in all of New York City, and it was grandfathered in because he said it was so old. Yeah. One. That's kind of weird. So now we got now at the like recently in the last couple of months, a couple of guys went to Supreme Court with the New York uh, with the New York State and got rid of. They basically made it legal again to have concealed carry. Constitutional first, carry. Constitutional carry for the oh. first time in forty years or something That's like that. That's awesome. New York dude. was infringing the Constitution, Second Amendment. Yeah, they were. So, so now it's, there's a whole. He was asking me about like because Mormons are not allowed to ha- not the, no Amish and people like that aren't allowed to have guns and and, and, Men, and, and Mennonite and Amish are, yeah, yeah, are yeah. pacifists. They don't believe in yeah. Firearms, they, they don't yeah. believe in firearms yeah. and I don't know about Mormons. I think Mormons. No, they believe in firearms. For I don't like, know. No, I no, can't they speak don't. To that. They don't. I know that for a fact because there was this Mormon community that moved to Mexico and they were getting attacked and only then did they break the rules and buy weapons to fight the cartel. 
I remember their oh, story. Oh. So if someone knows different, correct. But uh, okay, yeah. I think I'm gonna, I was saying they they buy weapons for hunting and stuff like that. So oh, maybe yeah, that yeah. may be possible. Would, for they wouldn't do it use. for self defense, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I was interested to hear like from an Orthodox Jew that you were interested in buying a gun, and then you mm-hmm. said something even a little bit further that we talked about on a podcast where you had said that um, if you were on a train and somebody attacked you, that you would. You would use that. So, yeah, we were talking about that. They, they made certain areas gun-free zones, so, like, the subway system and, like, Times Square and certain mm-hmm. places we're not allowed to carry a gun. So I was saying, mm-hmm. like, hypothetically speaking, not me, but if someone was to carry a gun on the train. <laughs> yeah, like a criminal. a lot of yeah, people like are a, yeah, yeah. all the time, and you're not going to get tapped down, so mm-hmm. whatever. If someone was to pull a knife or something at you and you took their life, then yeah. you would still be alive, so that would be good enough at the at at that point, right? Sure. Like even with whatever penalty or fine you might have to pay. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he was saying, "Are you guys allowed to do that? Like, what's the thing with religious? Yeah, like, like, could uh, you take- like, could you take a life? Jewish rule works like this: your life first. Okay, yeah. you know, like on the airplane, put the oxygen mask on on yourself and then mm-hmm. help other people. Yeah, There's a yeah. very good reason for that, and it goes yeah. to everything else we spoke to in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Is like, we can't tell the future, and we don't have power on the past or on the future or whatever it is. What you know is what you could do." In mm-hmm. this moment, mm-hmm. so you know, like there's this whole sort of like romantic thing that oh, this people's like, uh, I I jump on a bullet for you, yeah, dumb, yeah, okay, because you don't know what that guy's gonna do with the rest of his life. What's if he decides that he's traumatized with what that you jumped on a bullet for him? He goes to ruin his life, and just decides to give up and just you know turn right. everything down. Then you have two people who destroy their life. If you live. Yeah, then you know that you could vouch for yourself that I will make a better life out of myself because I did live through this or whatever it is. You know that you can do. We don't know what other people can do. Well, I understand that. that you're talking to a father of three. That's Married different. for a long time. That yeah. is different. Uh, there's people I would jump on a bullet for. So you're talking yeah. about protecting your family. That's a sure. very different sure. story. But you're talking about someone pulling a knife at me or whatever it is. If you put my life in danger, Jewish rule, except if it's your father. If someone breaks into your house at night, they come in to a place where they don't belong no questions asked. You can kill your person. You can kill the person. You can, Your life is always more important than anyone else that's trying to cause you harm or like that. Go back to the father thing. The, why, why the father? Why? Because you're you're protecting your kids. You're protecting the future. Okay. You ready? You put down yeah, roots yeah, yeah. over here on yeah, this yeah, world. You yeah. created whatever it is. Right. These are people that you had an imprint on. You know oh, that like, if you were a good father, yeah. you know, the, the chances are of having good t- kids are pretty sure, high. You know what sure, I'm saying? Sure, sure, sure. Um, so... You know, I have to think my kids are good. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like based on that, that then it makes sense. And also at that point, like if someone's, if you're a dad and and someone's coming to your family, and I'm I'm just brother, older brother of a whole bunch of siblings, and mm-hmm. I and I can say, yeah, you're like a, you're like a dad too. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. It, like your brain goes out the window. Right. Like you do everything like you, can you know, like for them. any of my siblings or whatever it is, you have to and like whatever. It's mm-hmm. it's it's not even like you wouldn't even think of it. You're not like, oh, yeah. uh, Leviticus sixty six says mm-hmm. no. <laughs> the person's there, you're like, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna save my kids and that's it. And there's sixty six books in Leviticus? No, no, no. Like I was, I was just gonna kidding. say like Leviticus okay. is like a chapter, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you pull up a reference point. I thought like I knew the Old Testament until you said that. I was like, Oh, there's so more more. No, 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 no. So we we need we need to wrap up our our conversation here, which which has been absolutely fascinating for him. Thank you so much for being here. I really Really. really do appreciate it. It's been absolutely incredible. We do got a bunch of cigars came in. We got to get things done. But guys, if you guys want to have any kind of input or anything else into the conversation today, do email us at cutlightsmokepodcast at gmail.com. It's all one word, cutlightsmokepodcast at gmail.com. 
Com and we'll grab your comments there and everything like that. I want to thank my guests so much, Ephraim, for being thank here today. It's been a real pleasure. I'll be back. JB over on my left running the soundboard and for the Cut Light and Smoke podcast brought to you by the Huddle Up Studios tours. <laughs> uh, this has been Bradley and I hear the music coming with JB giving me a weird look. That's so the, about the here. Wrap it up. <laughs> Out. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. Peace. <laughs>